is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. It is another Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. We're broadcasting live here from the third floor of City Hall, the Ketco studio offices where we've called home now for for over a year. It's been nice to, to be in these digs. So coming back here again on a beautiful summer day, we've got all sorts of summer things to talk about. I'm Ryan Martin, agribusiness partner here at Kedco. And with me as always, my co-host, partner in crime, Mr. Jody Claypool. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Yeah. Sending a lot of people down the river, Tippy River Adventures, are you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun time. The, the water level is a little low. Yeah, we sent people down yesterday. Yes, we did. And... Uh, it was a beautiful day to be out. Right. They chose the right day. But the water level, like you said, was low. So When you don't get rain for a while, that happens. And we have the person here to tell us why. Because she knows about dun, 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 watersheds. That's right. That's right. We have Lynn Creighton, Executive Director at the Watershed Foundation. Correct. So how are you doing, Lynn? I'm doing great. Thank you. So she would be just the person to talk to about this beautiful resource that yeah. we we're alluding to. And you know what? We, we should send Lynn and her husband and anybody else she wants. Let's send the, the whole watershed send crew. Down the river. Down the river. Down Great the river. Great idea. Yes. Which I've heard in another podcast I listen to from time to time that if we're talking about sending people down the river, that may or may not be <laughs> a good term. So we'll discuss that later. We mean it literally. Uh, literally. We have a you. river. We're going to put people on it. They're going to float down it. On a, in a boat. In a boat. In, in a, a boat. boat. In a boat. Yes. And With a paddle. <laughs> anyway, Lynn, so happy that, uh, that, that you're here today. Uh, you know, the Tippecanoe River is something that's near and dear to Jody and I's heart. Uh, it's something that uh, people talk about here in the county, maybe not as much as some of our other resources. But to be clear, Talk a little bit about the Watershed Foundation and what the Water Founda- Watershed Foundation covers. I assume, in my naive little brain, it's everything water-related in well, this county. And most people don't realize this, but water, the water industry is the third. It's one of the three largest industries we have in the county. I did not know that. Yes. I yes. did not know that. So yes. go ahead, Lynn. Tell us about it. I'll talk about that, too. Great. So the Tippecanoe River, I think, is one of the hidden jewels in our community. And it is actually kind of perfect that I'm here to talk about that because the Watershed Foundation focuses on the headwaters of the Tippecanoe River. Our mission is to protect and improve water quality in that watershed. So the lakes, streams, wetlands, rivers in that watershed. So how much of the county, geographically speaking, just talk percentages, is in that watershed? Probably about a third of it. Okay. So the river actually starts, the headwaters, the very beginning of the Tippecanoe River is in Whitley County, and it is the little channel between Little Crooked Lake and Crooked Lake. Okay. Is the start of the Tippecanoe River. Okay. And that flows into Big Lake, and that whole area, that watershed, 
makes its way through Webster Lake mm-hmm. and then into Lake Tippecanoe. And then another watershed, sub-watershed, uh, starts in Whitley County, comes through the Barbie Lake chain into Lake Tippecanoe. And then I always grew up learning the Tippecanoe River started at the outlet of Lake Tippecanoe. Right. That's not true. No, no, it's not. It's uh, upstream. Right. So, um, so that river then, uh, what, you know, where, where we think in Oswego is, you know, we've always learned that was the start. Wow. Uh, so 114 square miles upstream from there. Okay. And uh, so our organization focuses on protecting and improving water quality by stopping pollution at its source on the land. And the watershed is so important to this mission of water quality because most of our pollution is from runoff. So whatever's happening on the land uh, may or may not contribute pollution into our waterways. And so we work very closely with partners. Mm-hmm to uh, get to the root cause of this problem. And since the majority of that land is farmland, our biggest partners are farmers. So we work to implement conservation on the land Mm -hmm. to uh, keep our soils healthy, Mm -hmm. keep the land productive, Mm -hmm. and then also improve our water quality. So that sounds an awful lot like um, the same mission or the same... um, focal point of another group that folks may or may not know about in the county, the Soil and Water Conservation District. Um, so are you, do you cover things that they do not and they cover things that you do not or do you work in partnership with them or, you know, so because you've hit on things that I think that folks may or may not understand about this county. Absolutely. Yes. So we work in very close partnership with the county Soil and Water Conservation District and our watershed is actually in three counties. So, so just so listeners understand what do you mean when you say watershed okay so watershed thank you that's like the most pivotal pivotal (laughs) thing to understand Um, the watershed is the land area that drains to a particular body of water so when it runs when rains or snow melts it runs off the land so it's going to be geographically the highest points on the landscape that then will drain to a particular body of water so what's really interesting about Kosciuszko County, <clears throat> I mentioned that um, a third of it is in this Tippecanoe watershed. Um, there's actually a continental divide that goes between North Webster and Syracuse that is the land area, the highest land mass, and what drains south goes into the Tippecanoe River, eventually into the Wabash, but what drains north from there which includes Lake Wawasee, Dewart Lake, Wabi Lakes, all drains north to Lake Michigan. Oh, okay. So it's actually, we think of like the east-west continental divide being the Rocky Mountains. Mm-hmm. That's between what goes in the Atlantic Ocean and the Pacific Ocean. But we, in our county, have a north-south continental divide. So watershed is actually <clears throat> the water that hits the land, sheds off yes. the land into the waterway. Exactly. It's not a rusty... Old building, it's not sitting a, in a, a shed that holds water. Yeah. Yeah. The way I've always uh, explained it to to kids, my kids and others, is if you took all the trees and you took everything away and you just made this concrete and you stood on it with a glass of water and dumped the glass of water, where's it going to go? It's going to run somewhere because yeah. we have topography up and down. And so where is it going to go? And I bring that up because uh, in my travels out in North Dakota, um, that's an interesting place. Eastern North Dakota, you can literally pour a glass of water at Bismarck, and it's going to run for 700 miles 
to, <laughs> to where it needs to go because it's so flat and it's not going to run very fast. So that, that's the, the thing that I always talk about with, with, with folks too with Watershed. So. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that. I'm You're sure welcome. That is that very too. important. Yeah. Uh, well, and one of the things that Watershed does, Lynn, and this is going to be a side tangent rabbit trail that we will not go down too far, but questions like that, educational. Watershed Foundation is very heavy into educational resources. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to come back to the Soil and Water District. Yep. Um, we have partnered for 25 years very closely with them. We are uh, celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. And we actually are, uh, our watershed is also in parts of Noble and Whitley County. So we work with all three counties, soil and water conservation districts. They work almost exclusively with agriculture mm -hmm. and conservation. And we work broadly with other partners because uh, what runs off includes uh, roads, cities mm -hmm. and towns, mm -hmm. um, the hi highway departments, um, and residents. And that's where we get to the education part. So we really like to focus on not just educating, but engaging residents. And um, we have activities and events that get people involved, including doing their own water monitoring. Hmm. And um, that partly stems from my previous position. Um, I've been here at the Watershed Foundation for 15 years, but for the prior nine, I worked for the Department of Natural Resources uh, running a program across the whole state of Indiana called Hoosier River Watch, which engages citizens in water monitoring, um, including classrooms and schools. Uh, so even here in Kosciuszko County, I also like to work with our STEM schools and um, continue to get students out and adults. So how water. do you what what avenues do you I mean with lakes it seems almost obvious because there's so many people trafficking the lakes but like the Tippy River how do you engage people to get onto a waterway like that Well that's been more difficult hasn't it So I'm really excited about the Tippy River Adventures having that opportunity mm -hmm. uh, for yeah. people Cuz we we had talked about that being a good conduit for engaging in an educational way mm -hmm. yes. Absolutely Yeah People have been out in a waterway and on it. Yeah. Um, they're going to have more interest in it. Sure. And there's also the opportunity to educate. You know, the Tippecanoe River is considered by the Nature Conservancy to be one of the 10 most important rivers in the United States to preserve and protect because of the biodiversity of, of species and the endangered species. I, I've heard that so much, and it just yeah. still astounds me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Watershed Foundation focuses mainly on the Tippecanoe River watershed, but you, you mentioned that only is about a third of the county. Um, what other watershed, and are you active in any other watersheds or purely only the Tippecanoe watershed? Just the Tippecanoe. Um, when we were, we were founded originally by mostly residents of Lake Tippecanoe. Okay. And um, they realized that, um, well... <laughs> it came out of a conflict over whether there should be a sewer system installed or not. Hmm. And uh, it was a multi-year, very high conflict discussion. Um, and actually, the two groups came together, the, those for sewers and those against sewers, and realized they weren't getting anywhere with this issue. But there was 114 square miles of watershed that they could work on together to help protect and improve water quality. And so that's how we got formed. Awesome. And then about six years ago, the state of Indiana came to us, the Department of Environmental Management. They basically said, 
you guys have done such an amazing job up here, but this next watershed downstream that comes through Warsaw, no one's doing that same work there. And they asked us to consider expanding. And then they dangled grant money in front of us. Um, but what we didn't immediately say yes. We first came to Warsaw Winona Lake Communities and asked the residents and the agencies and all the stakeholders, would you like our help mm -hmm. in this area? Do you think this would be beneficial? And will you support this work? Yeah. Can we build a partnership? And that's what we've done. So now we have a partnership in the Warsaw Winona Lake areas, the, the watershed that drains through this community. And it's called the Clean Waters Partnership. And we have 20 different agencies and organizations now working with us with this grant money and donations from residents, businesses, and the community to do this same work, uh, looking for the potential sources of pollution and then working with partners to find ways to, to fix it or prevent it. Yeah, and that's where you're expand, you've expanded your work into, correct me if I'm wrong, and the Watershed Foundation is helping with some work through this clean water partnership covering Walnut Creek. Exactly. Um, and, and some other watersheds like that. Yeah, the land that drains through Winona Lake, the land that drains through Center Lake, Chapman Lake, and Pike Lake. Right. And then Walnut Creek, as you mentioned, which uh, drains kind of by the Warsaw High School. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There isn't really a big lake there. But right. yeah, so that yeah, It that continues community. to kind of move on through. And Walnut Creek eventually ties in. Does it tie into the Tippecanoe River? Tippecanoe River. Yeah, it, yep. it's, it's farther west in the county that right it does Right by that. Fox Farm Road. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So I know right where it... We're, we're familiar with it. I know right where it <laughs> familiar connects with to it. Yeah. Yep. I've had people ask if we're going to clean up Walnut Creek and then I add that as a branch. No. No, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> How many chainsaws are we willing to lose? I was going to say, as, as a person who knows the Walnut Creek relatively well, no. No, we are not. No, we are not. So anyway. What, what other things does... You, were, you had mentioned monitoring. Um, does the watershed track things like overall water levels, uh, amount of rainfall per year to see if there's like an increasing or decreasing trend of available water? We don't specifically do that. Uh, we do monthly monitoring upstream of Lake Tippecanoe uh, where we've been working for so long. Um, and we do track the flow rates in those areas. So we're not specifically the precipitation, but more the, the water flow. Sure. Um, so we can calculate the loading of the pollution levels. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's a long-term monitoring program. It's been in place for 12 years now, plan to continue much longer. Um, we also utilize the U.S. Geological Survey gauges uh, to track what's happening with the lakes um, specifically. Um, you know, there's one that at the outlet of Webster and at the outlet of Tippy, and that helps us figure out a lot about what's going on. Um, because that's an, an interesting thing with the water, with the precipitation and a watershed. We might not get a lot of rain uh, in North Webster, or Warsaw, but if Columbia City gets yep. a six-inch storm event. It takes a couple days, and then it's here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so when you when the Watershed Foundation started, you said mentioning uh, you mentioned twenty-five years now in existence. You specifically took over as executive director fifteen years ago, and you've also mentioned that the Tippecanoe River is one of the ten most important. It was not always that way. We have seen a resurgence in the Tippecanoe River, and it's one that I would hope we can model on other rivers in the state. Eel River comes to mind as one that is in need of some help. But talk about the progression of the Tippecanoe River as it came from a, 
a rough place, let's just say, to back where it is now. What has the Watershed Foundation seen in terms of change since its inception? Mm -hmm. um, well, honestly, our monitoring is mostly upstream of Lake Tippecanoe. Okay. And so I can tell you that what's coming into Lake Tippecanoe, 20 years ago, we had a goal to reduce the amount of phosphorus coming into the lake by 25%. Okay. And we've reached that goal. Okay. Um, I can't say that's our just our efforts. That's all of the work being done by all of the partners, the ag agencies, residents, cities and towns, uh, wastewater treatment plants. And what, was what would phosphorus do? The uh, phosphorus levels in that lake, mm -hmm. what were they creating? Were they creating algae or what? Thank you for asking that question. Uh, so phosphorus is the most important nutrient with regard to algae growth okay. and plant growth in okay. our lakes. Um, it is the limiting nutrient. Nitrogen is also important, but there's such an abundance of nitrogen that it's phosphorus that is the limiting factor for that plant growth. And one pound of phosphorus can grow 10,000 pounds of weeds and algae. Oh. And so early on, one of our biggest uh, campaigns was using phosphorus-free lawn fertilizer. And at the time, you couldn't really find that in retail stores. So we were special ordering it and selling it at one or two nurseries and telling our residents, buy the phosphorus-free fertilizer. Um, over time, uh, many states were banning phosphorus lawn fertilizer, and there was an effort in Indiana to do so. And the big fertilizer companies actually took action across the, the country and made most of their regularly available lawn fertilizer phosphorus-free. Awesome. Um, so that's been a big paradigm shift in the industry. And it's become much easier. And many people are very knowledgeable now about that and getting their, their lawn tested, um, just like farmers do, you know, test mm -hmm. to see how much you need and add the amount you need. Not more is better. <laughs> because if you add the extra, I mean, an extra pound of lawn fertilizer could just be a bag or two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you're growing 10,000 pounds of weeds and algae. How is, uh, how is it able, how far does phosphorus travel? In other words, was it relatively easy to see that, or would it stand out almost, I think like the, the blue dye in the swimming pool that can point out the kid that peed, you know? <laughs> um, could you track the phosphorus like, oh, this section of the lake, here, oh, here homeowners, uh, this no. was it, or, or does it travel relatively easily? It travels very easily, and uh, one major difficulty is that phosphorus adheres to soil particles. Mm, so mm -hmm. any erosion is carrying phosphorus with it. Interesting, mm. interesting. And so that's actually, um, you know, those two things are really two of our biggest culprits that we're working to prevent is erosion and fertilizer. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. So phosphorus is much better. Are we continuing to work on phosphorus or now have we branched the mission a little bit? What's the other or the newest interesting thing that we're going after? It's still phosphorus. Ah, darn it. Okay. <laughs> uh, but there's so many different ways uh, to... To limit it now, okay. um, new conservation practices on the land. Right. You know, I mean, Kosciuszko County is one of the leaders in cover crops uh, in combination with no-till and nutrient management and buffers, grass waterways. I mean, really, that's where we're really focusing. Good. Let, we, we've we've spent uh, we've spent almost twenty minutes talking about the nuts and bolts of the Watershed Foundation. <laughs> we need to know about Lynn. 
Okay. Uh, t tell us about Lynn Crichton. As, as you've come here, as you've put down roots in the community, uh, uh, Lynn, tell us about yourself. What And what do you like to do when you're not out trying to play in the water? Hmm. Okay. So um, I'm from here. I grew up in Leesburg. Mm -hmm. um, like six generations of Plain Township ancestry. Wow. <laughs> and um, my... Dad is my dad is a local, went to Warsaw High School. My mom was a Laker. Okay. And uh, my grandpa, she started coming as a teenager and they met at the Tippy Dance Hall. Oh, uh, the Tippy Dance Hall. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so the lake and the Tippy Dance Hall have played an important part of my upbringing. And uh, I went, went to Warsaw High School, went to IU Bloomington to study business management. And had the dream to leave Warsaw to a much larger city and work in a great big building and be a CEO of a great big company. And then I had a class where I learned that there was a field of study called Lake and Watershed Management. And I said, wait a minute. Stop. You can, I could work on a lake. <laughs> okay. I want to do that. So, switched my majors. At the time, my parents said, what are you going to do with that? Mm -hmm. they, they, they really, I mean, didn't know anybody who had a lake management well, degree. And that's just thing, though. At the time, I mean, yeah. the lakes industry, I'm using bunny years because we're just on a, <laughs> but the lakes industry around here, it, it wasn't an industry. No. I mean, us lifers know that Kosciuszko County Lakes, I mean, we think of them at the Tippecanoe River as a hidden gem at, at now. Back at the time, lake populations were not anything like they are today. So I can understand yeah. your parents' thought process. They didn't know anybody do? who did that. Why? What yeah. would we do with that? <laughs> the lakes are just here. <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. So, so even when I, I finished my master's degree in environmental science, uh, there were no real jobs up here related to that. Um, that's when I went to work for the Department of Natural Resources. Okay. And uh, most of my colleagues were going to Florida. Uh, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to work in Florida. There are definitely a lot of jobs in water in Florida, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to stay in Indiana. And so it took a while for, uh, the Watershed Foundation to, uh, develop and mature and then have the funding for a full-time executive right. director. So when that opportunity arose, uh, things had changed in my life. I now had children who were one and three years old at the time. And my parents were still here on the lake. And I realized that what my husband and I realized that even though as a teenager, I couldn't wait to leave, it's a great place to grow up and to raise a family. Mm -hmm. And so we were very excited to return to Kosciuszko County, to be back at the lake, and to have a real community that we could be a part of. So we were living in Indianapolis at the time. And... Um, we didn't have that. We didn't, we didn't know our neighbors. We weren't part of nonprofit organizations and good things happening in the community. You didn't see people you know at the grocery store and uh, the post office and, and really were excited to come back and to have that sense of community that this community has. <laughs> Awesome. I think she hit all the buzzwords that we've heard here. Recently, yeah, I think so. she hit every one of them. In one statement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. So she's from here. She mm -hmm. has a 
for people who didn't, I didn't grow up on a lake. Right. I grew up on a farm with a pond. Right. Right. Different, different way of engaging with a body of water. Correct. So there's, there is this general mystique about lake life. Mm-hmm. And so for people who come here, they kind of get indoctrinated to it. But it's it's something that they just kind of have, I think, an assumption of what it's going to be like. She was born, raised, and like this is part of who she mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And so her her excitement and enthusiasm to come back to right. home and come back to this wonderful resource is it's meaningful. Well, and the it's thing valuable. is, I think that because you were raised here, Lynn, too, and had interactions with the lake even before you decided you wanted to be the CEO of a major corporation in a big building, um, <laughs> the lakes have always been kind of important. Or, or water has been, always been important, and so yeah. there's some passion that can go with yeah. it that way. And it was important to you, not because this is where you come every weekend and, and ride a t- skis or tube or whatever, but it's been a part of your life. So. Absolutely. In the community, you see how people engage using this resource. And so it, it does have a... Very profound meaning. I could see that has a profound meaning to you. So. All right, quiz time. Um, uh oh. So, and you can't answer the Tippecanoe River. Okay, <laughs> that can, cannot be because you've already said it's it's one of the gems that are underserved. Give us another body of water in this county that is either underutilized or not known about, or the hidden gem, or someplace to explore. Give us another body of the water off the beaten path that people may not know about. Mm, off the beaten path. Well, I mean, I know it came to mind immediately, and it's one of my favorites is Grassy Creek between the Barbie mm, chain and mm-hmm. Lake Tippecanoe. And why is that one of your favorites? Because I know other people that really, 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 really like the Grassy Creek, and why? Because I can kayak and paddle and paddleboard there very easily, mm-hmm. but and it and it's it's calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's often out of the wind, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's beautiful, and the wildlife is amazing. Uh, the blue herons and occasionally bald eagles and the osprey and, oh, there's amazing aquatic plants in there that have beautiful flowers different times of the year. And unlike a river, and I'll also say this because I, too, am a fan of the Grassy Creek, um, but Grassy Creek, unlike a river where when you're paddling back... It has very low flow. You're not running against a very strong current. Grassy Creek is mainly just the channel between the two uh, lake systems is easily traversed both ways, I guess we should say. Absolutely, yes. You can put in and take out at the same place with uh, very little effort. (laughs) Very nice. Um, All right, so away from lake life, uh, give us your top three in the county. Top three things to do? Top three of anything. Things to do, places to eat. Okay, but my favorite thing to do is slalom ski at sunrise. So I'm still going to throw that in there. You can't. It's it's not in the county. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Thanks for playing. Okay. We're going to edit that out. Okay. (laughs) I'm just just Um, That's funny. uh, There is an... TNC property called Oppenheim Woods. TNC, what is that? The Nature Conservancy. There you go, thank you. Property, uh, especially in the spring with the wildflowers, uh, amazing little uh, mile and a half trail north side of Lake Tippecanoe. Canoe. Okay. That's uh, one. You got two more. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Noah Noah and Spikes. That's one. You can't count them as two. Uh, nope, I counted as one. All right. They're, they're one. Depends on the time of year. I'll be going to Spikes tonight. That's All right. Volleyball. Spiking yeah. it down. All right. I'm going to go with the tippy dance hall. 
because even though it's not open to the public, it is open one night a year for a special event that is a fundraiser for the Watershed Foundation. So it's <laughs> interesting you bring up the Tippy Dance Hall and no longer open to the public. Back, back in the day, and we're going to go back almost 30 years now. Um, back in the day, I had some friends that actually rented that place for a summer lake house, and they, we had what? the entire yeah. They they rented it. There was it was it was incredible <laughs> that they had these four or five guys were just crashing out at the tippy dance hall on weekends. Oh my was, gosh! It was hilarious. <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. Um, but yeah, so well, that's this, my link to the tippy dance. This hall. year on July thirtieth, we will be welcoming Grand Funk Railroad. Oh my! And we still have concert-only tickets available. Look at that. And how do you get those, Lynn? Online at watershedfoundation.org. There you go. All proceeds are going to? The Watershed well, Foundation. Right. Protect and improve our water quality. Yeah. So. What are we missing, Jody? Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel Lynn could talk for hours, yeah, so we I, need to point her in a direction. I, <laughs> I, I like this idea. I want to build on this idea of how, you, how people engage Ooh, locally. Yes. So I actually wanted to talk about um, an, a campaign I co-founded. It's been uh, 11 years now. And it's to help people really learn uh, what simple actions they can take. It's called Clear Choices Clean Water. And it's mostly all on a website, but there's uh, lots of promotional information, including videos and uh, like radio ads and billboards and things too. But um, clearchoicescleanwater.org and you learn about simple ways you can help in a, improve water quality, protect and improve water quality. And then it asks you to take a pledge because we've learned from social marketing that if you make a, something public, that you're taking a pledge to do these things, you're more likely to follow through. So some things are very simple, like pick up your pet poop. <laughs> we call it pet poo in the campaign, but pick up your pet poo. Very simple. Everybody understands how to do that. And yet so many people <laughs> do not do it. I don't look at me. Somebody else is I don't have no, any I'm not looking at you. I, I just, I don't I just, have any animals. It's a pet peeve of mine. I'm glad you talked about it. Lynn, go ahead. We'll yeah, don't feed the waterfowl. Less, um, less accepting, but more education needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went down with the bread bag to the... Mm -hmm. To the lake and fed the ducks. You know, Grandma gave me the... So why aren't you allowed there? Why shouldn't you feed the waterfowl? So, number one, it's bad for the, the waterfowl. Um, all those carbs and all that bread is actually not good for their digestion. Um, but they poop a lot right there where you are feeding them. And it makes them more comfortable with coming there and... Um, oh, pooping in the same spot. Pooping in that same spot. Oh, and I then getcha. geese... Uh, Canada geese uh, become very much of a nuisance and they can be very aggressive. Um, so in fact, we did a big water quality improvement project at Winona Lake Limitless Park, partly to reduce the goose population and the amount of poop that is actually a public health sure. hazard um, there on that property. Does anybody feed Canadian geese? Uh, some people do. Ants, I mean, I could understand a duck. And swans. Well, I will go on record right now as being very willing to take part in a goose population reduction <laughs> at Goose Lake. I think there's a lot of farmers, <laughs> a lot of other people that would do that too. Uh, <laughs> anyway. No, so we, so at, that, at that site, we planted native plants that are at least knee high. Sure. And that helps 
that helps them not loiter there because they can't see if predators are might be coming. Um, and so that's one reason why we put in these native plants along the shoreline there. But those native plants also have deep roots that help hold the shoreline in place. And then we put glacial stones on the lakeside in front of the plants to help reduce that wave energy from boating activities um, and keep it from bouncing back into the lake and then scouring the bottom, adding phosphorus back into the system. So public health and water quality improvement by adding glacial stones and native plants on the shoreline. Do you guys offer like a, a monitoring, I don't, know, I don't know if it's a course or tactic strategies for people that might want to Monitor, monitor their water? Um, so I'm still a trainer for the Hoosier River Watch program, and there are workshops um, held in this county and around the state, so that's one way people can... How do, how do people get access to those? How you, do they... You just um, sign up for a free training. Where would they go to find the information? They could go to our website, okay. <laughs> watershedfoundation.org. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a trend here, pretty much anything you need. I, Lynn, is it fair to say that for most, a lot of things, you're trying to at least position yourself as the Watershed Foundation to be almost a clearinghouse for anything uh, lakes, streams, river-related, at least within this typical new watershed? If people want information, start at TWF and then maybe go somewhere else. Absolutely. If you're interested in learning about how you can make a difference, mm -hmm. you know, what kinds of activities, what kinds of um, educational programs are there? We also, through this partnership, share information from a lot of other organizations as well. So we are definitely not the only one doing education around these topics. I know you've talked with the Lilly Center for Lakes mm -hmm. and Streams. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of excellent education programs and they have all the data that you want on their website. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for hard data on water quality, you would go there. Right. We are uh, providing more information about how you can engage um, your own activities to protect and improve water quality. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we're, we're getting close to the end here, and we have not asked the signature question yet. Oh, no. Jody, uh, do you want to lead us in this one again? Sure. Yeah, so this is the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. Yes. And so we ask every person who comes on the show this question. It's, I call it a verbal Rorschach. Um, what we want to know is what does Clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? What does Clearly Kosciuszko mean to me? I would say that Kosciuszko County is clearly the best place to live, work, and play. Uh, on our amazing lakes and rivers and uh, community. Clear, concise. Concise. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Quality. Clear, concise, quality. All right. With that, <laughs> Lynn, uh, we'll give you a minute or two here to get any shout-outs to uh, people, folks, issues that, that we missed that we have not got over. This is your chance. You're, you're stumped to uh, uh, put the Watershed Foundation's message out. Well... Um, I'd like to know that everybody lives in a watershed and everybody can make a difference in the water quality, um, that our water resources are in the top three industries in our community, um, and that we all should and are working together, um, the orthopedics, the agriculture, and the natural resource community working together to help sustain all of those industries. And, um, gosh, that, you know, I think that what makes us successful is, is working in partnerships and, um, 
that we have a great community who is working together for our lakes and streams. If any of this resonates with somebody that says, you know what, I need something else to do. I want something to do. <laughs> I, I would like to be involved more with the Watershed Foundation. Uh, a, is that possible? And B, how does somebody go about doing that? So really, I think probably just getting in touch with, getting in touch with me, mm -hmm. get in touch with us. Um, we have, uh, you know, we're a nonprofit, so we have a volunteer board of directors. We are always looking for leaders and people who are passionate about our lakes and our community to get involved. We have committees that they can be involved with, but then also things like the volunteer water monitoring snapshot water monitoring day. We need about 50 volunteers to sample 100 sites on one day in September. That is a really fun way to get involved and start to learn more. Um, so yeah, go to our website, check us out, reach out to us if you, you want more information. And uh, we just love to get people engaged and helping out. And this is something I think that every lake association uh, lake Association should be involved in in some way, shape, or form. At least, at least having a conversation with you because of the tightly packed residences around the, every, every lake that we have, especially ones in the watershed. So we have 16 lake associations in our watershed, and we work closely with all of them. Good. I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. they're one of our big partners that I f did not bring up earlier. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. Well, Lynn, thank you for stopping by today and talking about the Watershed Foundation. It's been uh, educational and, and fun. I'm glad to hear of the work that you're doing, and uh, Kosciuszko County residents are as well, I'm sure. So uh, we'll have to have you back sometime here and see what things are looking like a year or two down the line. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Jody, as always, good to be with you today. You've been listening to the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. The next episode drops in two weeks. Until then, have a great summer. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.